Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Ed Ray are joined by the ultimate advisor to the entrepreneur, Jim Du. Here's a glimpse of the exclusive wealth building insights you're about to discover. These are financial insights and ideas that are only multimillionaires have access to. The number one mindset trap that's preventing entrepreneurs from improving their financial fitness, the little known make or break risk all entrepreneurs should look out for when starting a new business. The one thing billionaires like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett spend time doing daily. Hint, it's not reading. I hope you enjoy. Um, yeah, I think one thing I'll, I'll say for you, Jim, and on your behalf, because I, and, and to other entrepreneurs speaking to them is, um, I think sometimes like some entrepreneurs too will avoid working with somebody because they're almost embarrassed because of what you just said. It's because like they, they feel like they should have more money saved away or they should have, I mean, honestly, I was that way for a long time with stuff too. I mean, I'm still, frankly, like I, you know, like I've got some assets, but I don't have nearly as much as I should. And it is kind of like embarrassing sometimes. But then the thing I got over with was like, I'm like, I could kind of, I can keep being annoyed by that and embarrassed and not take action. I'm like, or I can just sort of accept that's the reality and then start investing and start building assets through all that. Right. And I think that's the big thing for, um, just for other entrepreneurs out there, I think who maybe were considering working with you or whoever it is, um, is just really, you know, being, it's okay. Like I'm sure Jim, you see, you know, I don't know, it, like you, you see it all the time, right? It's not like you're, you're going to come and they're like, oh, I've got this nice car, but I actually don't have that much in the bank. And you're going to be like, oh my God, you're like a failure and a fraud. You're going to be like, yeah, that's exactly, that's why you hired me, right? Let's, let's fix it. And I just want people to kind of understand that as well. That's a great point. And I would say it doesn't matter where you are. It ends up, you know, where are you going to be in five years? Where are you going to be in 10 years? That's what's most important, not where you are today. And you can't change destination overnight, but you can change direction overnight. And if you change your direction, you're going to ultimately change your, your destination. And in, in the book, which I know you said something about later in my book, Beyond a Million, I tell a story in the beginning about someone who I changed his name, but a very famous entrepreneur that most people on this call would know. He came to me and he was famous for having an exit, uh, sold his business for $80 million. And by the time we sat down, first thing he said is, I'm not as rich as you think I am. And I said, what makes you think I think you're rich. And he said, because everyone thinks I'm rich, you know, because of my exit and everything else. And then he told me the story, you know, they had brought on private equity. So by the time they sold, he owned a little more than half. And then he had to pay taxes. He had no tax plan. So he had to pay more than he should have paid. And then he invested with some of his friends and did a bunch of dumb things and lost his money. And anyway, by the time we sat down, he had $5 million left and he was very embarrassed. But you know, what I told him, which I tell all entrepreneurs is like, it doesn't matter where you are today, but you're going to have a future in five years or 10 years. And you got to get going to get to a place where you're going to be much 
happier. And the truth of it is all entrepreneurs are the same. I have almost never met, well, I shouldn't say never, but it's rare when I meet an entrepreneur who's the way they live actually is representative of the wealth they have. And often the more, I mean, my wealthiest clients, they drive Ford trucks, they wear blue jeans. I mean, they had a construction business that sold for a lot of money. Uh, and you would never know. And what's funny is those guys, like if they come to an event or they meet some of our other clients, they always come to me and go, gosh, Jim, I'm sure we're like some of your smaller clients because they're they're living so humbly that they see all this stuff. And so that's the thing that as entrepreneurs, we do, we kind of compare ourselves to others. But the ones that are on stage talking about how they sold a billion dollars in this or a billion dollars in that, often those are the ones that want to keep up an image and don't have the true wealth. Because I've had other entrepreneurs who have a business that they're like, oh gosh, you know, I'll meet them through a mastermind group. They don't say anything during the group because they say, I really don't have much to offer. All these people are smarter than me. They sit down with me and they show me their business and I'm going, you have like a seriously amazing business that's like crushing it. Like, look at your profits, look at your cash flow. And they go, well, I'm sure, you know, you see people that are way wealthier than we are. So that's something that we all compare to each other. But unlike things like your physical fitness, where you can usually see, you can't see someone's financial fitness. And it doesn't matter where you are, you can always get more financially fit. Uh, but to your point, you know, look, if someone was, let's take a physical thing, if someone's out of shape and they have, they're, they're overweight and they say, well, you know what, I'm embarrassed, embarrassed to go to the gym. I'm embarrassed to see the trainer. I'm embarrassed to, it, that doesn't matter. What matters is where are you going to be in five years? And we all have to get over it because you know what? All of us could do better. All of us have made mistakes. And that's part of the entrepreneurial journey. It's a zigzag. You don't do everything right all the time. And just like Keith Cunningham, he made a hundred million dollar mistake. Think about that. And now he's a very wealthy man. So you can come back from all kinds of mistakes. The whole thing is learn from them and do something different going forward. So you have a better outcome. Yes, yeah, that's amazing. Um, awesome. And for on the Facebook Live, Blake Crothers, I know you said great point. And uh, Donnie French said he just gave away gold. Um, and I, I agree with that. So yeah, it's so much good stuff here. Um, Ed, do you want to uh, ask, I've got two questions in the Q&A now. Ed, do you want to ask any questions to Jim before we uh, turn to our audience? <clears throat> well, you asked a good question on my behalf, which is kind of what I was going to ask. Um, what is something that you think especially younger people should look out for when it comes to uh, keeping growing and multiplying their wealth that most people aren't even aware of? Great question. I'd say, it, that, boy, it's a really good question. The first thing that comes to my head is asset protection. So when you're young, you feel like you don't have to protect your assets. And I'll just tell you one story. So there was a, two young guys, probably about your age, and they started a business. It was a internet-based online business. And they had a little teeny office in a strip mall and nobody came into that office but the FedEx and the UPS. So no one was ever in the office. And so when they started their business, when they were looking at their commercial insurance, they said, we don't really need liability insurance because no one comes in here. No one's in the office. We have no risk. Luckily, their insurance agent, who's someone I know is very good, said, I don't care if no one comes in your office, you need liability protection. Because what a lot of people don't know is general liability insurance, which is, this is a very boring subject, but very important, doesn't just cover someone slipping and falling in your little place of business. It also covers things, which in this case came to fruition, things like false advertising. So they got sued by a huge international company saying that their advertising was infringing upon their intellectual property. And had they not had this policy 
they would have gone out of business. But because they had this policy, all the legal fight, the attorneys that were hired by the insurance company to protect them and fight for them, all that money was there. And the insurance company attorneys won that lawsuit. And because of that, they were able to continue the business. They sold that business two years later for $10 million. Mm. So a lot of times as a young person, you're thinking, I don't have any money. I'm not making any money. Why do I need things like asset protection, like certain kinds of insurance? So when you talk about a young person, I mentioned some of the things already, like hiring the wrong CPA or accountant and you know doing some of those other things. But that's an area that most young entrepreneurs are not even going to think twice about. But you should make sure that you have good coverages for something that you can't see that could happen. That would have destroyed their business. And yet they ended up selling it for a nice, nice exit. You know, when they you know, when you're 25, you get 10 million bucks and split it between two guys. That's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I literally just applied for a critical disability insurance because I am my asset. Yeah. So true. And a lot of people think too, if I don't have assets, someone can't sue me. Well, they can also garnish your wages. So if you're making a lot of money and all your money's in the Lambo, they can still sue you and garnish your wages. And that would be, can you imagine if, if they're taking five or 10,000 a month out of your income for 20 years to pay for some claim that puts a ding in everything you're trying to do. That's not fun. Not fun at all. Yeah. That's, that's really, um, that's really good. Cool. So, and I think we have two questions in the Q and a, you want to, um, set those up and then Jim, the way it works is we'll let the person come on and kind of ask the question and then, uh, you'll answer. I'll chime in if I have anything to add, but we'll do it that way. Perfect. Cool. For sure. I was just taking some notes. Cool. Uh, awesome. So we have a question from Isaac, um, about making educated decisions for more established business owners. Stefan, I need co-host. Oh my goodness. Sorry about that, Ed. I swear to God, one day I'll remember to actually make you co-host at the beginning. Um, there yeah, we... so Isaac's going to come on and ask his question. Cool. What's up, Isaac? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, Isaac. Cool. So yeah, um, like I said, like in chat, um, because of where I am, like I'm not sure exactly how to frame it, but it's really just even though I'm not, you know, at where I think I need to be to uh, to be thinking about like all the different kinds of investments and stuff. And like you mentioned, like once you have all this money, like where the where the hell do you put it? Like where do you invest it? Um, I'm still very much in the startup section, but I figured I'd ask Jim, like, you know, what is the kind of um, education or you know learning that I should be focusing on now? So that once I'm at the point where I'm, you know, worried about all these different things that I'm not just like, oh, crap, like now I need to figure this crap out now, you know, so I have kind of like a fundamental knowledge of it. Yeah, great question. So I'll recommend a, a book or two for you and then I'll kind of give you some other guidance. So one book was written years ago, ago by my friend David Bach called Automatic Millionaire. It's a very basic book for the masses, but as a young entrepreneur, I think it's very helpful just to show you how to automate things. Getting things automated is part of the game to getting going on investing. Like I said, even if it's $50 a month. So there's a book that I would consider if I were you. Another book, which is more recent, I already mentioned Keith Cunningham, but The Road Less Stupid. I think every boner, every business owner should read The Road Less Stupid because there's so many great ideas in there. And he talks about thinking time, which is scheduling time to sit and think. 
every week. And that would be really important for any young entrepreneur to try to make sure that you don't make mistakes and you build a good business. Then on the basic stuff, so you get going on an investment plan, you need some basic legal documents. Every entrepreneur does, whether you have kids or not, if you're single, I get this question a lot. I'm, I'm single. Why do I need a will or any of those other things? You need those things because they have these things like powers of attorney for finance and healthcare. And if you get sick or injured, if you're single and you're an adult, there's no obvious choice. So the hospital doesn't know who to talk to. The doctors don't know who to talk to. Someone can't help run your business or manage the finances or pay your electric bill. So get at least a will, powers of attorney for finance and healthcare, possibly a trust, especially if you have young children. So some basic legal documents would be really important. And then start with a basic asset protection plan, starting with the insurance, get the right liability coverages on the insurance, and then start thinking about things like entity design. How can you structure the entities in your business to protect against things like lawsuit? And then getting a really good CPA or accountant to do tax planning. If you're not making much money yet, it's not that big a deal, but the more you make, the more important a good tax plan is. Awesome. Thanks. I was writing that all down. So yeah, I'll get the both those books. I'll tear through them and uh, really appreciate it, Jim. All right. Good luck, Isaac. Thank you. Cool. Good question, Isaac. Um, yeah, especially that that thinking time is so cool. I um, I'm not the best at it. I try, but it's like Bill Gates has thinking time. Like Warren, but like all of these, like the you know the most wealthy, successful people ever, like all seem to have that sim similar habit. And it, does that mean you're gonna have thinking time and become a billionaire? No, it doesn't mean it's probably for a good reason that they do it and it could benefit you. Uh, yes, so I think that I love that idea of thinking time for sure. Should definitely do more of that. Right. It's well, it's hard because I think as an entrepreneur. Um, there's like the whirlwind, right? There's the four disciplines of execution, which I think is a really good book on business, but they talk about the whirlwind, which is how there's just stuff flying at you all the time. And, you know, you feel like a, especially if your business isn't really dialed in, you feel like a, your full-time kind of a fire, I don't know, whatever, like a, I can't think of the word fireman, right? A firewoman where you point out fires all the time. But um, because of that, you never just get to stop, pause and think about the bigger picture. And I think that, you know, ultimately that that's really detrimental because the week goes by, you're exhausted. Then you want to spend time with your family. But if you don't, right, the hard, soft time always gets moved by hard time. So if you don't like schedule some like hard time in there to actually think and evaluate, then it won't happen. But, it, but I think it is really uh, beneficial. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.